welcome to Steeping Around, sponsored by the Maya Tea Company. I am your host, Manish Shah, and we are talking all things tea. Joined in studio today by editor Sarah Price, silent and slightly sick, but still doing her job exceptionally well, as well as co-host Lisa Durfus. Who is not sick and is doing quite well. Yes, we're all doing quite well. I'm so happy that life is sort of back to normal, that New Year's is over and the kids are back in school and that we're back to like a regular routine. I am too. I mean, as much as I love the holidays, I am always glad to see them go. Yes. I'm just happy to get back, like you said, into a routine. It's so much more comfortable. Last week, we kind of got into this discussion about people looking at their New Year's resolutions and trying to find some guidance in their lives. We started our discussion speaking with Amy Taylor. She is a tea leaf reader, which is basically an expert in the science of tassiomancy. And we talked about the history of tea leaf reading, as well as Amy's personal history and how she got into tea leaf reading. Which is really interesting, in my opinion. Definitely. If you want to listen to the show from last week, it's posted, and it's wonderful. Today, we're actually going to continue the conversation with Amy and talk about the process of tea leaf reading itself. How is it actually conducted? Now, I didn't actually have any real clue as to what went into a tea leaf reading. Well, neither did I, because you don't find that many tea leaf readers out there. In fact, we've had a very hard time finding one local. As somebody who's been in the tea industry for 15 years, you would think I would have known a little bit more about it. I was busy just working with the leaf, much less trying to, to glean from it, I guess. Yeah, to read it. Well, you have to take a listen to what she has to say, because we really go into what a tea leaf reading is. What's the process of it? What do we need to do as far as the cup, the saucer, the time it takes, and so forth? Let's hear what Amy has to say about the specifics of a tea leaf reading. So let's pretend that you and I are having a reading. What's the process of it? We sit down. You have your hot water in a pot, I assume. Mm -hmm. And what is the type of cup that you're using? How does this go down, really? My favorite type of cup to use is a nice light-colored cup, like a white or a cream, Mm -hmm. that's got a nice bowl to it. No crease in the bottom from the foot of the cup or anything like that. It's a proper teacup. So you're using a gaiwan. Gaiwan is a Chinese-style vessel that is almost like a lotus. Very similar to a gaiwan, except it has to have a handle. The handle is integral to your reading because that actually tells us a lot about where things are in the cup. All right. So the handle actually acts as kind of a compass. Yes. It points in a direction. Now, this is the other thing. This is the disclaimer. Every tea leaf reader does readings differently. Not everybody does it exactly the same. Because it needs to be individual to each person, and I really believe that's very important. I think anyone that wants to develop a skill has to make it their own. Okay. Let's say we've got this beautiful cup set in front of me. What's next? So what I would do is I would sit you down and say, so here's the deal. You don't have to think of anything specific while you're drinking the tea. All I want you to do is enjoy your cup of tea. We'll have some lovely conversation. You know, we'll talk about, I don't talk about sports, so we won't talk about sports, but we'll talk about things like the weather and other esoteric practices and tea and lovely things like that. After you've drank it, you get to about a quarter inch of liquid over top of the leaves. You'll hand the cup to me. Okay. And at that point, I begin the process of swirling the leaves around the cup and then pouring them out into the saucer. So whatever leaves are left over in the cup is what I'm reading. I don't read what's in the saucer. Some readers will. I don't. Okay. Now, how long does a typical reading as you do it take? Well, 
It depends on the situation. If I'm doing an event where there's a lot of people there, the readings will be 12 to 15 minutes. If I'm doing a private reading for someone, for example, I do private readings today, Tuesday, out of my home, I allot an hour per person. Wow. Sometimes the readings get very in-depth because readings... The problem is, is that people seem to believe that readings need to tell you what you want to hear. Well, no, readings are actually to tell you the things that you need to hear. Does that make sense? Absolutely. It makes perfect sense to me that when people are coming to you to talk about tea leaf reading, they may inherently want a specific answer, but the truth, as you see it, is more important. It's what they need, not what they want. Of course. And sometimes what they need and want are exactly the same thing, and then in other circumstances, it's really not. Again, it all depends on... What's in the cup? <laughs> you know, some readings will take 25, 30 minutes. Some readings will take 15. Again, it all depends on where they are at that point when they come to see me. Wow. So I'm going to go out on a limb here, and we'll talk about positive and negative. Now, from my own spiritual background, there is no positive or negative. There just simply is. And if it's negative, it's positive in the fact that it's there to teach you. Exactly. And if it's positive, it's there to inspire you. Again, it's another form of teaching. Sure. See, so when I'm actually looking at the cup, there's different stations. There's very good new things coming. There's the neutral zone and then the things that are challenging that we need to work through. You notice I don't call it negative, right? Right. And things that sit in the bottom of the cup are the things that we hold on to that we haven't been able to work through because they're too difficult. Wow. So everything is actually looked at as a challenge in ways that you are not necessarily looking at it from the black and white perspective of positive and negative. You're looking at it from the perspective of, I need to learn from this. What is it that I need to learn? This is why this is happening. This is what I learned from it. How am I going to apply that to continue having these more uplifting experiences in my life? So essentially, symbolisms in the cup offer present moment awareness, guidance towards, let's say, higher states of vibration. Yep, that works. That are more pleasing. Well, ultimately, we as human beings, we're always trying to find a way to maintain happiness. And maintaining happiness is the utmost important thing for all of us to do. That's what keeps us healthy, right? Mm -hmm. If we don't have happiness in our lives, we need to find out why we don't have that happiness. Why aren't we able to be successful in what we're doing? Okay, well, let's take a look at what we've done in our past. Okay, well, let's take a look at how we're dealing with things currently and how can we readjust that for the future. It's really about blockages then at that point, isn't That's it? That's a lot of what comes up in readings. Yeah, absolutely. It is about blockages. So your spirituality and my idea of spirituality are very similar that way because when I look at things, I'm not saying, I can't believe I fucked up that badly. <laughs> but yep. I'm looking at it more along the lines of, what can I do to fix it? How can I make this better? Right. The important thing is, is that you're open enough to recognize it. The thing that I felt most surprised about when I spoke to her is the process that she goes through. I didn't actually realize that there was sort of a normal conversation where you just talked about the weather and your car and the children and gardening for a certain length of time just to kind of settle into the process of well, it all. Sure, just to get in the right frame of mind and relaxed. It makes total sense. It does make a total sense. It puts the person at ease. And then they're drinking this cup of tea, which I also didn't know that they actually drank the tea, which is a good thing. 
And then she only uses the last quarter inch of the bottom. So that's all she leaves is a little quarter inch of water and then reads the leaves that are left behind. Right. I didn't know any of that process, like that there was even any liquid left. So yeah, it was pretty interesting. So it strikes me as really cool that she takes the time to get to know this person, gets them to open up using tea, Mm -hmm. then pours out what's left, reads the cup, and then offers them some guidance. And I'm inspired by this notion that in her world, there's nothing negative. Oh, you're going to have challenges, but those are learning lessons. And while it may not feel exceptionally good at the time, probably afterwards it will feel better. And that's just part of the process. I agree with that whole philosophy. I can't always say that that was the case. But over the last few years, I have really come to believe that that is exactly how you have to look at it. I did go on to ask her a question that we're not going to put in these interviews that we're presenting. I asked her a question of, are there people who you can't read or are you unable to get something out of them? And she did respond that, yes, it's possible that sometimes people just come in in an almost adversarial state. What type of person can you not do a reading on? Well, somebody who's really close, somebody who's not willing to listen. And it's almost like that cup of tea acts as a conduit. If you want to listen to that clip, we're going to post it separately on our website, steepingaround.com, and it's definitely worth a listen. When we come back, we're going to talk about different kinds of fortunes. What can you actually find in the cup? And Amy does anywhere from 30 to 50 readings per week. And she's actually going to tell us if she sees any commonalities and any predictions that she might have for this new year, 2013. So stay with us. We'll be right back on the other side of the break here at Steeping Around. Hey everyone, this is Sarah from the Maya Tea Company, and I want to know, what happened to tea time? I know, I know, it seems like this ancient ritual, but it's not all about the porcelain cups and crumpets. It's all about a break from your busy lifestyle. When I was growing up, my parents would sit at the breakfast table together every morning and split a pot of coffee. They'd trade the newspaper back and forth and just enjoy each other before waking the kids up or rushing off to work. That was their American tea time. And now, even that seems old-fashioned. We've entered into this age of breakfast bars and Starbucks drive throughs and any amount of relaxation comes with a little bit of guilt. That's why it's more important than ever to fight for your right to relax. We should be on the front lines for tea time. And it doesn't really matter what you put in your cup. It could be tea... It could be coffee, it could be a smoothie, just a glass of water. Just take a moment every day to enjoy yourself, to enjoy your life. And if you do enjoy tea, we can help. We've got something for everybody at www.mayatea.com. And don't forget that coupon code, STEEP. Cheers! We're back here at Steeping Around. I am your host, Manish Shaw, and we are talking all things tea. Join my co-host, Lisa, talking about tassiomancy, the science of tea leaf reading, which is really a fascinating discussion. 
But before we proceed with our conversation with Amy, I do want to let you know that if any of you have made part of your New Year's resolutions to drink more tea or try different tea types, the place to definitely do that is at our website, www.mayatea.com. That's M-A-Y-A-T-E-A.com, where you will find all types of tea. Of course, if you do, please use the discount code STEEP. That's S-T-E-E-P, and you'll even get 15% off. If you're a fan of the show, please fan us on Facebook. We have Facebook sites for both, Steeping Around, as well as the Maya Tea Company. And if you have any questions, feel free to email the show. We'll probably send you some free tea if we use your question on the air. The email address for the show is steep at mayatea.com. That's S-T-E-E-P at mayatea.com. And if you're looking for any of those past episodes that we've spoken about or for that clip that I mentioned, you can find them all at steepingaround.com. When we're talking about the science of tassiomancy or the art of tea leaf reading, I think a lot of people think of it as almost fortune-telling, like sort of a gypsy reading thing that's going to tell us, hey, this is your future. And it's not that at all. It's really more about guidance. Yes. What I find interesting is that she does not necessarily always tell you what you want to hear, but sometimes like what you actually need to hear. And not presenting it in a way that's aggressive, but more about illumination and showing you this is where the stuff that you need to work on is. Right. And that's not really so much about the future. No. It is really, like you said, about guidance and kind of steering you possibly in a direction that you may or may not want to take. Well, as we continue with our conversation with Amy, let's hear what she has to say about the past, the present, and the future in the role of the tea leaf reading. Also, this notion of fate versus free will. How much is really fate? How much is free will? I think you'll be surprised by her answer. And based upon the 30 to 50 readings that she does a week, is she seeing a pattern for 2013? Is there something collective going on in our culture, maybe with our planet? Let's see what she has to say here. So let's talk about past present and future because you're talking about having people embrace what they need to hear and when they need to hear something they're hearing it in the present but i suspect it has elements of the past elements of the present and certainly elements of the future it does absolutely so I think some people think that this is fortune-telling, uh, predictive science, and I'm not sure that based upon what you're telling me that this is really something to predict the future. What it does with the future is it gives you a glimpse. Your past and your current events shape who you are. Mm-hmm. So when we are talking about doing a tea leaf reading, yes, when I'm generally looking at a cup as a past, present, future situation, some cups will be based on one specific topic depending on what's happening in that person's life. Your past helps shape what's going to happen in your future, how you dealt with things, what you went through, how you got to where you are now, you know, the people that you've been dealing with recently. They will actually, in lots of cases, reappear into your future. But when it comes to the future, it's important for people to understand that this is just a glimpse Anything that is showing up in this reading, they can change by their own actions. So it's not gospel. It's not gospel. It's not future, per se, but it is really illuminating the present. But it is future, because if we are talking about, this is what can happen, this is what you can be doing, this is talking about your future. And I've had many, many of my clients come back to me and say, oh my God, you're absolutely right. This happened in this time period. So the degree to which you reveal the future is that you reveal potentials. Yes, But that's what future should be in every reading, in my opinion. 
I agree. And so it's really up to the receiver. It's up to the individual to take their action and do something with it. In other words, it's a way of empowering the individual again. And I like that because you alluded to fate earlier. Mm -hmm. And I like this balance between fate being half of your life and your own choices being the other. Right. But you're also in charge of your own fate by your actions. Sure. And the notion that you do create your own reality, you create your own life, and that you have the power to really affect how things are going moment to moment and in your future as well. Absolutely. So as you're doing all of these readings, you're doing 35 to 50 a week. Yeah, about that. And here we are looking at the new year and looking at a new era. If you follow the Mayan calendar, what are some of the things that you're seeing that maybe some commonalities across the readings that you're doing that give you a sense of predictiveness about, let's say, the general consciousness, the collective consciousness of people? This 2012 has been an incredibly difficult year for so many people. A lot of people have faced challenges that they never thought they would have to face. Health issues, sudden deaths of people, people losing their jobs. There's been a lot of that going on. And that's not just the United States. That's here in Canada as well. Like There's been a lot of these devastating events. And from what I've seen in the last, say, four months of readings that I've been doing, the projection for 2013 is showing that it's going to be much lighter and brighter. The hardships and the things that people have been dealing with in general, 2013, is like we're coming out of the bubble. So that bubble of negativity, big quotation marks, is ending. The shift is moving more towards people having much more enriching and positive experiences. There's a lot of change and growth that's happening in 2013. Mm -hmm. And that change and growth is things that people weren't expecting. So don't expect it to be like you think. It's going to be different and it's going to be better. So what do you think? 2013, a little lighter for everybody than 2012? I certainly hope that is the case. Indeed. 2012 was a fairly challenging year for me. We got a lot of stuff done here at the My Tea Company, but in my personal life and the things that were going on in the background, it was, a, it was a little challenging. And, you know, I think even from the perspective of someone living in the United States, the elections were a little tense. I, I think that always happens. The political season was very year. negative. Mm -hmm. And to not have that as part of the dialogue, hopefully that will lighten things up. But I certainly have experienced even in the short time that 2013 has already passed, even into the last days of 2012, I sort of felt a certain lightening up of things. I absolutely did too. And I am just hoping for that to continue as we go forward into this new year. I certainly hope so. Speaking of lightening things up, the next show is our 100th episode, so there would definitely be a little celebration there. There's also a little change in the air. We are going to move from an every week format to an every other week show. So from here on out, you'll get new podcasts every two weeks as opposed to every week like we've been doing for quite a while. On our next show, we're going to continue our conversation with Amy Taylor about the science of tessiomancy and the art of tea leaf reading. We are going to look at what types of tea she uses. Does she use tea bags for her tea leaf reading? And also, what should you look for if you'd like to have a tea leaf reading? It should definitely be an interesting show. Thank you guys so much for listening this week. And thank you so much, Lisa, for joining me this week. Oh, no, this has been great. I really look forward to the next show. I cannot firmly speak for my intuitive capabilities, but I'm pretty sure you'll be steeping around with us fairly soon. Be well.